And welcome to the Brain Collective. My name is Nicole Pass. I'm a photographer and small biz mentor, and I'm here to take away the overwhelm of small business life to help you create a heart led, purpose driven brand. I'll be sharing my biggest takeaways from starting a business with no experience at all to one where I'm now able to mentor other small business owners to create the brands and lives of their dreams. I'll also be inviting some of the incredible small biz babes I've met on my journey to share their stories. Are you ready to get inspired? This is The Brand Collective. Hey guys, and welcome back to The Brand Collective podcast. I hope you've had an amazing week. I am so excited to have you back with me today. Today's topic is one that is near and dear to me and the reason for that is it is one of the main topics I love coaching my clients through. Today we are talking all about that little devil that sits on our shoulder, the little bitch in our head who tells us we're not good enough, that there are other people out there doing it better than us, that what we're offering has been done before and so why would anyone want to learn or listen to us? That is right, my friends. Today, we are talking all about imposter syndrome and how you can overcome it. And so, before we even start, we need to ask a question. What even is imposter syndrome? It is a term that is thrown around so easily in the entrepreneur world this day and age. And I don't know that we necessarily really understand what we mean when we say it. So when we talk about imposter syndrome, what we're talking about is the feeling or the notion that we are not good enough. It happens when we doubt ourselves and we doubt our abilities and we think that we are a fraud or that we don't have the authority that is often associated with being a thought leader or a person with knowledge or mastery in whatever space you are in. How often have you had these thoughts? I'm not good enough. What gives me the right to speak about this? So-and-so has been doing this so much longer than I have. Why would anyone want to work with me? They've got so many more followers than me. Who's going to pay attention to what I have to say? I'm faking it in the hopes that I make it. That last one really, really, it gets me every time because it was something that was taught to me a very, very long time ago in one of the earliest jobs I had. Um... The company that I worked for at the time, it was actually one of their catchphrases. Everyone used to say it internally. It was a team building thing. Let's fake it till we make it. And I never questioned it at the time because I just went went along with it. That's what we were all being taught. It's what our managers would say to us. Just fake it till you make it. And it wasn't really until I obviously left that company and many years down the track and have learned many, many things, been experienced many things and exposed to many different situations and you know opportunities for like to learn and to grow that those words really sunk in I became really aware of the gravity of those words and I honestly now hate it when people say just fake it till you make it it is please don't do it don't say it to your staff don't say it to people around you it is such a negative thing to say I'm going to leave it at that (laughs) (laughs) but do these sound familiar I know I've definitely had all these thoughts in the past 
And it has taken me a really, really long time to learn the skills to not only talk myself out of them, but to also believe that they are lies. The trouble with imposter syndrome is that not only does it impact our mind in how we talk to and about ourselves, it can also affect how we actually do our work. More often than not, you'll feel pressure to constantly prove yourself to those who you work with or those who follow you. You'll be constantly pushing your boundaries further and further, potentially to the point of burnout. Any recognition or praise you do receive from others, you'll often shrug off as luck or you'll undervalue what you have actually truly accomplished. Not only is this self-talk soul-destroying, it more than likely will cause you to live in a constant state of anxiety as you fear being found out or discovered as the fraud that you think that you are. When we look at the types of imposters that exist, there are five personality types. Yeah, that people generally fall under. And I'm going to cover those now really briefly. So the first one is the perfectionist. So this is one, it's pretty self-explanatory. You seek perfection in everything you do. You fear putting anything out into the world that isn't perfect. And you will often suffer from procrastination as a way of avoiding doing the things. Yeah, because they do not feel perfect. Then there's the natural genius. This person, things will often happen in life pretty easily for them. They'll learn really easily. Memory learning happens really easily for these people. You will seemingly accomplish things with little effort and therefore you will believe that everything in your life should happen this way. So not just with what you learn or what you do, but everything. Yeah. Generally, when they don't though, you will believe it is due to your failure or lack of worth. Then there's the soloist. You believe everything you need to achieve in life should be done on your own. You struggle to ask for help and when you do, you often will feel like a failure. Then there's the expert. You believe that before you release anything or think your work is a success, you need to understand it completely. You need to be an expert in your field. You'll spend countless hours researching things before you even begin and are often very hard on yourself if you don't feel confident or feel you lack knowledge. Then there's the superhero. You tie your ability to do something directly with how successful you are. And often you do this with everything, all aspects of your life. And when you fail or you struggle to juggle all of these balls that are up in the air, you believe it's because you are a failure or you are not worthy of the role. This will often mean that you push yourself beyond your limits to prove yourself or your worth to others or to yourself. These sound absolutely horrible, don't they? Exhausting, soul-crushing, definitely not the way a thought leader should live their lives. And you're right. Not only is it a terrible way to live, but it will hinder your business to the point of destruction. Living at this frequency is a surefire way to send you into a spiraling mess. Your business and your brand will suffer and you will potentially end up living what you fear the most, which is not ideal at all, is it, guys? It's intriguing to note here the language that you use when existing at this frequency. Language and the impact it has on our perception of ourselves is a very powerful thing and it can have a positive or a negative impact on our lives, our mindsets, and how we choose to live. And to be a thriving thought leader 
authority, entrepreneur, and fully fulfilled human being, we need to be really mindful of how we talk to and about ourselves, the words that we use, and the emotion that comes through in your language. I'm going to share with you today my learnings on how to work through these feelings of self-doubt so that you emerge from this episode with actionable strategies the next time imposter syndrome rears its ugly head. And I know that they work because I've used them on myself. Now, guys, I'm not going to lie. I suffer from imposter syndrome quite a lot, especially over the last three years, living through the COVID-19 pandemic and trying to keep my business thriving through it and as we are now emerging from it. Does it make me any less capable of what I know I'm good at? Absolutely not. I know I am a great photographer. I work really well with others, and I have a way of connecting with other business owners in a way that makes them feel safe, it makes them feel comfortable, seen, and heard. And I know that my clients love that about me. But do I doubt myself? Do I compare myself with others in my industry, question why I should be mentoring others, even have this podcast? Yeah, bloody hell I do. And I've done it many, many times. But the difference is I know that that voice inside my head is just that. It's a small, insignificant voice. It is the devil on my shoulder or the bitch in my head that likes to play games with me and makes me think I am not worthy. And whenever she pops up, and I do refer to her as a she, I tell her, pardon the language, to kindly fuck off. And I'm not even joking. See, I've been able to recognize when it pops up, when it's triggered, and how to manage it. And I'm not going to lie, it is a lot of work. It takes a lot of mindset shifts, self-coaching, and recognizing what sparks or triggers it. So let me share with you how I do it. So firstly, I'm able to recognize the signs. I know she doesn't come from nowhere. Oh, no, no, no. She is often triggered by external factors. Now, for me, it's things like scrolling social media. It might be an email I have read. It could be someone talking about another leader in my industry with high praise or seeing a brand that I love working with someone else in my industry. Yeah, and what's the thing I'm going to think of immediately when I say that? Why didn't they ask to work with me? There she is. Yeah, self-doubt, saying you're not good enough, they pick someone else. These things could really cause my brain to spiral out of control, telling myself that I am not good enough for X, Y, Z reason, and it would be very easy to listen to it. I can be, now this is like completely raw. I'm putting it out there, guys. I know I can be a negative person. It's something I've inherited from my dad. <laughs> we both like to see the glass half full sometimes. However, I am also really hyper aware of it. And I work really, really hard to talk myself out of that mindset. It's something that has plagued me since I was young. Um, and... I've become really aware of it now that I'm an adult and I work really, really hard every day not to let it take over. I change my language. I change the way I think and things I may say about a certain situation and I flip it around and I do not let that little voice get the better of me. So secondly, I know that I am not alone in my thoughts. At the end of the day, we are all human. And we all have human responses to situations we find ourselves in. What helps immensely is having a strong network of friends and small biz besties that I know I can confide in. I can share my worries with and I can share my thoughts 
And I know that they will give me their honest feedback if I ask them for it. And I also know that they will talk me down off the ledge when I need it. People who ground you when shit gets real. They are an invaluable resource to have and I strongly suggest that you find your people and hold onto them as they will become your life and small biz savers throughout your journey. Thirdly, let go of the idea of perfectionism. Now, one of the first things I learned when I started working with my very first mentor, the amazing Suze Chadwick, was that done is better than perfect. She taught this to me at the very beginning and has literally stuck with me ever since. And I'm not going to lie, it really took me a while to accept it, but it is so, so true. If we strive to seek perfection in everything we create and put out into the world, we will never get anything done. We'll waste time, miss opportunities, miss meeting the right people, and that's something that you will never get back. So, please, I implore you, drop the idea of perfection and just go for it. Release yourself, your service, your product, whatever it might be, get it out in the hands of people who need it and watch how it will change their lives. Sure, there may be a few kinks in the armor, but take those learnings and make it better for the next release. Remember, the only way we learn is by making mistakes. No one is born perfect. How unbelievably boring would it be if life was perfect all the time? My fourth strategy is to be kind to yourself. It's a simple one, but it's really, really important. Remember that you are only human and you're still learning. You will never not be learning. So allow yourself to make mistakes and accept them because that is how you will grow. You won't lose anything or anyone, and if you do, they aren't your people to begin with. My fifth tip, and this is a big one, is to make sure that you find yourself a mentor or two or three, but please find someone. I honestly think that if you are serious about your brand and building a successful business, that you need to have a mentor, someone who you can turn to for advice, for the hard truths, and someone who you are constantly learning from. No one should do this entrepreneur life alone. Trust me, it is lonely enough, even when you have a strong network around you or a small biz besties that you know that will always be in your corner. But a mentor is someone else. A mentor is someone above all of that. They are the person who will push you to become bigger, greater. They will open your eyes to opportunities and possibilities you never thought you'd experience or even existed. Ideally, they've been in the game longer than you and will bring their wealth of knowledge and experience to help guide you, to give you advice, to talk you out of the trenches of small biz life. They'll stretch your thinking, expand your horizons, and also, when you need it, be honest and tell you the truth of how things are. You may not like hearing it, but you're going to need it. Trust me. And when it comes to battling the imposter within, this is exactly what they will do for you. They are an invaluable asset in your business. Please trust me on that. Please make talk, make sure you invest the time and possibly money in finding an amazing mentor that is going to help you. And my sixth and final tip is to get out of your comfort zone. Now, I know this may seem counterintuitive, but hear me out. When the devil on your shoulder gets the better of you, tells you you're not good enough, 
not knowledgeable enough, not worthy, what better way is there to counter this negative feeling than to prove it wrong? Am I right? Have a think about it. So when you're being called to stretch yourself or you're feeling stuck or not worthy, force yourself to do something, experience something that usually would make you run for the hills. Why? Because it will stretch that muscle of fear inside of you. And you'll see that once you've used it, it is not so bad. In fact, it actually feels good to prove it wrong. It is a well-known fact that growth comes from breaking through fear. So the next time she (laughs) tries to tell you that you can't do it, go do it anyway. Just like a child likes to push a parent when they say not to do something. It's actually a really interesting analogy if we look at this one. Often when parents tell their kids not to do something, unless the child is in danger, obviously, it can come from a block or fear that the parents have. Don't jump off there. It's too high. Don't go too close to the stove. It's too hot. Don't swing on that. You're going to fall. All of these examples show the parent's fear of injury, of the child not being able to set their own boundaries or to trust in their own abilities. They then push that fear inadvertently onto their child. And the child's natural response is to do the complete opposite, to prove their parents wrong. So the next time you feel challenged this way, I want you to remember this and to be that child. Go prove your imposter wrong, that you are good enough, that you do know what you are doing and that you trust in your ability and that you are going to achieve those insane goals that you have set for yourself. Well, my friends, that was a big one. It was a big one today. But this is a topic that I love talking about with my clients and I love coaching them through. And I hope that you've been able to take some strategies from this that you can apply the next time you feel that bitch in your head trying to push her way into your thoughts. As always, if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it. Tag me at the Brain Collective Podcast and at Nicole.pass underscore and send me your biggest takeaways from the episode. Have a wonderful day and I cannot wait to be back in your ears next week. Bye. Well, guys, that's it for another week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you'd like to connect, I'm at Nicole Pass on Instagram. Or if you'd like to come and dig a little deeper on all things branding, you can come and join me in my private Facebook group, The Brand Collective with Nicole Pass, where I dive into how to create a soul-led, purpose-driven brand. And as always, if you have any questions or want to chat, I'm only a DM away. If you love this episode and feel called to, I would so appreciate if you'd rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Spotify, as it will help more people find my little corner of the podcast world. Have a beautiful week, friends. See you soon.